Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Today, today is the 15th of August, year of our Lord, 2023. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show, presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again, man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James. Nick. Lots of stuff that we got to jump into today before we get to any of that. What do you got cooking up for us over at The Athletic? Um, today, well, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, on Monday, I dropped my annual kind of trade, <clears throat> trade asset, best chips that the Pistons have, which is essentially a, a top 10 ranking of their most valuable players. Um, and it's not necessarily the, the ranking isn't necessarily their best players. It's if they were going to make a trade, which players would bring back the most value. Excuse me one second. <clears throat> so, I mean, obviously, Cade's number one, and Cade is the best player. But like, Bojan, you could still make the case as the second best player. He's like number five. So it's like value to the team, value to teams across the league. So check that out. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit at some point in this show. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I have up right now, and I'll have something later this week. I don't know what that is yet. And then next week I'll be off. So. Are we? Are we off next week? Um, I'll let you know. Okay, TBD on that. And then if if you are, if you're going to be out of office, then we we discussed this a little bit a little bit ago. Maybe we get a guest host for me or something. Yeah, I mean, there, how about this? We'll do it. There will be a pod. I don't know if I'll be on it. I like it. Okay. You know what I was thinking about? This hit me yesterday after Minnesota unveiled their city editions with young. Uh, what's his, what's the rapper? What's his name? Young Gravy. Is he a Timberwolves fan? He might be from Minnesota. I don't know. He has one song that I like. Is it the never gonna the Rick Astley sample, that one? No, it was, it's a different one. I don't remember the name of the song. I'd have to look it up real quick. But, yeah, go ahead with what you were saying. We're not about to spend no. time on Young Gravy. <laughs> no, with all due respect. Uh, first of all, I do want to say uniforms. Sheesh. I like them thought, a lot. I thought they were kind of trash. Really? Is that what the consensus is? I don't know the consensus. I haven't been on Timberwolves Twitter, but um, I just they just I don't know. They look kind of cheap. I agree with that. Actually, I sneaky agree with that. But what I was gonna say is, it kind of made me realize, like, whoa, are we approaching Jimmy Jazz season? Are we approaching 144 <laughs> pixel photo because it got put out on the rack a month early? leak season are we are we kind of almost there because we kind of definitely are yeah i always forget about this season until it pops up because i i don't really care but then it's like oh yeah i forgot everybody else that's like nick cares about the jerseys the preseason schedule all that stuff 
I was the next thing I was going to bring up, dude, literally, is I was like, I think the next like thing I'm marking on my calendar is the schedule release. Because I think I think that'll the be NF- this week or next week, I think. Is it really coming up that quick? I think so. Teams preseason schedules are leaking. Shams leaked the Christmas Day and opening night games. So That's I, true. I would assume it's coming soon. Man, we're going to I can't wait to milk 55 minutes out of that. <laughs> 55 yeah, minutes on the schedule hopefully, release. Hopefully that's for you and uh Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh but I was really thinking, quick. Oh no, you have you didn't finish your point. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say I'm I'm excited to see when it happens for us this year because if you go back the red jerseys with the blue stripes with like Derrick Rose, Blake Griffin, all those guys, that was kind of early. The St. Cecilia jerseys took a while to leak. Like, we were one of the last teams to find out what our city editions looked like. So I'm curious to see where it happens I, this year. I broke those jerseys. That's right. You did. Yeah. 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 I didn't get – it wasn't a photo at Jimmy Jazz. No. But like, yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, are you done with your jersey spiel? Yeah, go for it. So if you're a longtime listener to the pod, you know we did fantasy basketball leagues in the past. Uh, we're going to do that again. We need to, this is a reminder, Nick, we need to go. Cause that was part of the deal for the people who won. They get to be in the league with us next year. I think the first and second place. So we got to yeah. find those people. If you were first or second place in one of the BNC fantasy basketball leagues last year, email us, um, or DM me on Twitter just so we have you for when that time comes. <clears throat> Email is bun and cardigan at gmail.com. No ampersand spelled phonetically A N D bun and cardigan at gmail. With that said, we are going to also do a fantasy football league this year. We thought it would be fun. So we're going to do two fantasy football leagues. Uh, we will, it'll, me and Nick will be in both, and we'll have 10 listeners each. Uh, take place so so there are 20 spots to fill out 20 spots to fill out when i do fantasy i like to do big money not going to do that if you would like to participate we're going to do 50 dollars a person and the winner will get first place will get 300 second place will get 200 so we'll do that i don't like third place fourth place get money we're not we're not doing that first and second place if you're in the championship you get money so winner will get three hundred. Second place will get two hundred. Fifty dollars a person. If you want to, if you want to reserve a spot, and you want to do it now, uh, we will be taking the first twenty people to sign to send us the email and pay. will be in. So, again, the email is bun, b u n, and cardigan a n d c a r d i g a n at gmail.com bun and cardigan at gmail.com spelled phonetically the first 20 people to email us at that email make sure that this is the headline or the title of the email should be bxc fantasy football please so it would be easier to navigate the first 20 people to email us and pay will be in We'll probably shoot for the draft. I'm going to take the week off um, after the week following the. So I'm going to be. I'm taking September 4th through 8th off. So we can maybe do the two drafts. I think the NFL season starts on 
The sixth the or seventh? the seventh? Sixth or seventh, yeah. So we'll do the drafts on the fourth and the fifth or just the fourth? Well, maybe we'll do two in one day or one on the fourth and the fifth just to get as close to so everybody knows who's injured and who's healthy and all that stuff. So, if you again, last time, if you want to be in the Bun and Cardigan Fantasy Football Leagues, there will be two. $50 per person. Winner gets 300 Second place gets 200 Me and Nick will be in both. 12-team leagues, so two 12-team leagues. Uh, bun and Cardigan at gmail.com. The first 20 to email us, get in. First 20 to pay, get in. So, I, once you email us, I will send you the cash apps or and or Venmo, and you'll be locked in. So, uh, yeah, anything else? Yeah, the biggest thing that I'm excited for with this is that James is going to be the one coordinating it, and he's going to be the one uh, filtering through all the emails. It's going to be nice to have that happen. Man, it's only 20. You think that, man. It gets pretty overwhelming. All I got to do is timestamp it in the first 20. Can I ask you a question? Sure. We got FIBA coming up here. We got the U.S. team playing a bunch of games, you know, ramping it up right now. Luca dodging the U.S. national team. Whoa. In that exhibition game. Whoa. Ooh. Interesting. They said like a precautionary rest. Whoa. Drama. Uh, my question to you is like, you know, for all intents and purposes, I guess it's not really a question. It's sort of a half-baked take. So this might get a little rambly. But for all intents and purposes, like, you and I don't particularly care. You know, even if it was, like, the Summer Olympics, I think we might care about that a little bit more. But, like, U.S. basketball just kind of isn't – it doesn't really juice us up that much. And I just wonder if, like, the globalization of the sport, you know, for all intents and purposes is great for the league itself, for the NBA. But as it pertains to the NBA – I'm sorry, for the uh, the U.S. team, you know, if you go back 20 years ago, it's like the top 10 players in the league – Eight of them are American. You know what I mean? Whereas now it's like, no, those dudes are playing for Slovenia and Greece and Serbia and Spain and Brazil. And so we're left with like, with all due respect, because I love them, Anthony Edwards. And it kind of just who you're throwing shots at. That's no, the no, no, one no, no, that no. would make no, no, no. the big like if they had a big boy squad, he would make the big boy squad. I guess. But uh, Tyrese Halliburton, like, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Like, don't go Anthony. Like, that's the one name you probably shouldn't have said. But yeah. As opposed to like. You know, Olympic Mellow, Braun, Dwayne Wade, Kobe, Steph. Like, it just doesn't really, I, I don't, it doesn't have the same feeling to me. Am I going it, impromptu? No, am I, no. am I saying something or just talking? No, you're saying something. I mean, listen, I love basketball. So, like, and there's, I have nothing else going on except when soccer is on the weekends to watch. So, like, I'll watch. Um, I don't like get invested at all. I don't I'm going to be honest with you. I never like got emotionally invested in the US teams even at their peak, right? Like sure Spain might be ranked number 1. But we like and this is I don't know American machismo, but it's like we know where we have the best players. We have the best collection of players in the world. Whether or not it clicks, that's a different story, right? And that's mm-hmm. I guess the beauty of uh, international play as some of these teams have have played together for a long time. Looking at the women's like, national team, but at the end of the day, I just yeah, I don't, I don't particularly care uh, about the results. I just yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't. It's never like really moved me. It's cool. It's fun. It's basketball in the summer. 
it's you get to see guys like Steph and LeBron play together or Anthony Edwards and Brandon Ingram play together. Like that's fun. But like other than the entertainment aspect of having time to fill in the, your summer day, like I just yeah, it's not it's not much more than that for me. I had this idea and I am going to bring this up on the show cuz you didn't like it but I st- I still think it's a great idea is what if we spiced things up and we as a podcast just picked a random country throw it at throw a dart at a board and say this is who we're rooting for and then I was like let's take it a step further and whatever country outside of the United States the podcast is ranked higher in that's who we're rooting for and guess who we drew Spain of all countries we would be rooting for Spain like this is a gold idea Listen as much as I don't care about the result, I feel weird rooting against the country. So that's why I didn't want to do that. And I'm not like the biggest patriot in the world, right? Not but quite. When it comes to sports, it's like, okay, I'm going to root for my country. Yeah, uh, I was rooting for England in the World Cup, and people didn't like that very much. Except for when they were playing the U.S., and then I was like, USA, USA. I was a right. big patriot that day. Yeah. Like, I don't mind us having a second team. That's fine. You want to – so we're, you said we have the most listens in Spain? Out Like, in terms of – like, I mean – Outside of the U.S. Yeah, like, there are countries that don't of have the a national team. Playing, right, yeah, right. in FIBA, yes, Spain Because we're still be. popping in Colombia, right? Colombia, uh, Kyrgyzstan – uh, R- Romania, Romania really likes us. Shout out to Romania. Shout out to Kyrgyzstan. If Kyrgyzstan. you're a listener, if you're, a, isn't it Kazakhstan? Well, there's Kazakhstan. And oh, Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, yeah. Kazakhstan, K- K- Kazakhstan. If you're if you're a listener from any of these places, because I don't believe that like there are more than half a person listening from these countries, <laughs> send us an email, even if it's in your native uh, language. I can read Romanian. I can't speak it, but I can read it. You're full of shit. No, I'm, you what an arbitrary thing that would be to lie about. You know what I tried really hard. Why to can learn? you? Why can you read Romanian? Is your family Romanian? No, I've just. It's. I think it's. It's kind of easy. So, I've never seen it. So maybe it is. Yeah, like like Spanish is another one. Like I can speak Spanish, but I read it and I list. I hear it way better than I can speak it. It's like same. the. Yeah, I'm, that's. I'm the same. But I had a grandma who was a Spanish teacher. For Welsh years. Welsh is really hard. I don't understand Welsh at all. I want to get Chinese one day. That's a lot of work. but Like Mandarin? I don't know. Do you ever wonder, like, clearly we'll hear people speak Chinese or we'll hear people speak German, um, French, and it just sounds like impossible to us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how in the hell like do we even begin to understand what they're saying? Of course, like, we think English is the easiest language. I don't know if it is technically. No, it's really hard. I, I thought so. But it it obviously there's the that the dichotomy of being English speaking and thinking it's the easiest because that's what you grew up with. But even the word I don't know how to describe it. Like the word, like it just seems like our language is easier to speak than other countries. <laughs> it's because and it's, I don't know how to describe. Like I I'm, feel like if I was, I feel like if I was. From Georgia, the country, the country, and I and I heard people speak English. I'm like, oh, I could get that. Just give me a give me a couple of weeks. I hear Chinese as an American. <laughs> like that's gonna take two lifetimes. Yeah, 
I think it's the letters that 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 scare me the most because there are just so many of them. There are so many different like characters. I'm like, how do you even? I don't get it's it. It's not even that for me. It's listening to them speak. It's like I don't even know if you're saying words. Like sometimes it just yeah. sounds like noises. I tried this thing where it was like you can learn Ukrainian in like two hours, and I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then by Please the tell end, me you didn't give them your credit card. No, it was like literally just a, a YouTube video. Like it was like oh, it's okay. really easy. It's like here are some really easy things to say. And then I was thinking about it, and I, I was talking to my girlfriend about this. I was like, if we decided to go on a vacation, which this is hypothetical, and we are not doing this, CIA. But if you went to Russia right now, like if you just were like, I want a vacation in Moscow, do you think you'd immediately get put on a list? No. I don't. Well, I think you like would. Like what kind of list? Well, because technically you can't just fly there right now from like most countries in the world. You cannot get a direct flight to Russia. You'd have to go to like. Oh, I'm sure you Poland yeah, and then list. go to I like. you meant like a list to like go to jail or something. No. Like well, like watched. a watch list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd yeah. have to go to like somewhere in Europe and then get into like Belarus and then go from there to Russia. Like, I don't think you can really do it. James, what do you that's, say that's fine. we take a quick break and then we talk about the Detroit Pistons? Do you have things for us? I do. Okay, sure. Let's do it. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay. Uh, I decided that it would be fun to throw together a list of what's more likely with the Detroit Pistons as it pertains to the upcoming season. So I have five things jotted down here. I'm going to read them to you. I'm going to give you like two options and you're just going to tell me what you think is more likely. How's that sound? Sounds splendid. James Edwards III of The Athletic. What is more likely, Cade Cunningham finishes top three in most improved voting or Sar Thompson finishes top three in rookie of the year? And if you need, I do have the the betting the, the betting favorites for most improved right now if you want me to read them to you. I can read you the top five. Let me pick first. Yep. I'm going to go Cade for most improved because the opportunity will be there. Asar, I mean, once you get past Scoot and Wemby, it's kind of a free-for-all. Jairus Walker, probably going to be up there. Balil Koulibaly, just because he'll have opportunity. Mystery box, though. I mean... I know, I agree. I don't know. I I like him. I don't know if he'll be good right away, but he'll have opportunity, I would assume, to play right like a lot. Yeah, I, I got to see how much Asar plays. Like, I know he'll play, but how much does he play? His brother, too. His brother. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Cade just because the opportunity and Cade's really good, but the opportunity to do it. Glaring omission of Brandon Miller from your list was that intentional? Has the public just kind of soured on him? Have you felt that too? No, I like. Uh, yeah, they definitely have. Yeah. I like Brandon Miller a lot. I'm just saying what we saw at summer league wasn't like the most encouraging, like it could take time. So it's like, I just think, I think scoot will have opportunity and he's really good. Stinky. Yeah. I, 
and Wemby will have opportunity, and he could be really good. So, and I think that I just also think that Wemby's going to get the like the favoritism when it comes to Rookie of the Year. Everybody's riding his French wagon a little too hard, but it is what it is. So we'll see. Yeah, I said what I said. I said what I said. Top five most improved betting uh, favorites. Can right I guess? Now. Sure, top five. Cade, Mikel, can you tell me yes? He's on there. Five? Yeah, not in the order, but yeah, he's on there. All right, so that's one of the top five, right? Yep. Mikel Bridges. Yep, number one. Um, I don't think you're going to guess them because I don't believe that these – like, I don't believe these. Shangun. Holy smokes, number five. Yeah, nice, dude. People love them, some Shingoon. Um One Eastern Conference, one Western Conference for the final two. LaMelo? Nope. Not even in, like, the top 15, actually. Because everybody already has crowned him. Um, well, I guess he's made an all-star I was going to say made so. an all-star Yeah, game, I forgot so. it. Yeah, that's right. One in the East, one in the West. There's no way Shea's on there. No, no, come on. That'd be that'd be insane. He'd have to I was average fifty say, a game. Disrespectful. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how about I just give him to you? It is Keegan Murray. He is on here, but there. Are, that's my problem with this half of this list is like guys that are in year two, and it's like, hey, that's actually not how the award works. It's never how the award has worked. Because yeah, I'm not a fan of how the most improved award is done, but we've talked about that before. It's kind of weird. Uh, Tyrese Maxey and Austin Reeves were the other two players on there. Okay, Reeves makes sense. Maxi would have to become, I guess, yeah, he makes. So my thing is, like, Maxi's a borderline all-star guy, and if he makes the all-star, he'll be in the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. To me, most improved is guy goes from barely playing or, like, 10th man to starter slash like it just needs I think there's not many awards that reward your everyday NBA player and that should be one that does. Do you think like are you kind of going for like a maybe not this exactly but like a first year in Detroit Christian Wood how he was like he had played for like six different teams couldn't play couldn't crack more than 15 minutes a game and then you know comes to Detroit and averages like what like I don't know like not 25 and 10 but was great for us. Wasn't he? A, was he? Did he finish? Didn't he finish in the top three? For most improved, did he? I actually don't remember that at all. So I would have to go back. I'll have and to look. look that up. But I think uh, a better example would be Jeremy Grant, in Detroit. No, because that he wasn't he was, tenth. He was like fifth. What do you mean? You said right, the, but he went from fifth to like a, a number one. That was obviously nobody sees that as his role going forward. But like he was serviceable as a top option he was serviceable yeah but christian wood like legit wasn't playing for teams and then fair what year was that would that have been 2019 1920 i think 2019 nba most improved um ingram won it that year so that doesn't sound oh that just makes so much sense though I love. I mean, you know, yeah. I love oh. Brandon Ingram. See, I think it was the next year. Does it show the voting results? 
What do you say while you look this up? I read you the next. What's more likely? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Ever since Monty Williams got hired, there's been a lot of chatter about, man, is this first year with Detroit kind of similar to that first year with Phoenix that Monty Williams had? So the question here is, what's more likely? The Pistons finish with more or less wins than Monty did in his first year with Phoenix. The number was 34 wins, which is exactly in that range that we've been talking about for these last few months. So more or less wins than his first year with Phoenix. I'm going to err on the side of caution and go less. 32 to 34. I have the roster in front of me on that from that Suns team. So Jeremy was a was most improved runner up in 2021. Okay. I can't find the finalists for 2019. The longer that's been since you've said it, he might have finished top three. You might have been right about that. I remember – I thought he was in the conversation. But – all right, go ahead. Uh, go ahead and say what you were going to say. The Suns roster that year, if you think about it, it's, like, not that different from Detroit's. And I'd argue, like, is it even maybe a little bit better? Let me read some of the hits here. DeAndre Ayton, Aaron Baines, Book. Mikel Bridges, Javon Carter, Czech Diallo, Ty Jerome, Pistons coaching legend, Cam Johnson, Tyler Johnson, Frank Kaminsky, Jalen LeCue, Elio Kobo, Kelly Oubre, Campaign, Rubio, and Dario Saric. So it's like a bunch of guys, and you know, you hear Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson. It's like, well, you have to contextualize it, though. It was both of their first years, right? So like we still didn't know. Like we know now that both of them are awesome and they've since gotten paid. But like at the time, it was just these young guys who were hoping can, you know, carve out some minutes and, and show us what they can actually be alongside a bunch of veterans that had, you know, proven their worth over the years. Um, Devin Booker was, we don't need to do this whole revisionist thing, but you get what I'm saying? Like there definitely are parallels. The only thing yeah. though is like the difference between what Detroit has this year in the first year with Monty and what Phoenix had last year or in their first year with Monty, I mean, there was like a tangible momentum that Phoenix had because they won like seven or eight straight in the bubble. And they were thinking like, they kind of just showed everybody like, no, no, we actually can play basketball now. Um, and so they had that, they were coasting off of that where as all of the momentum that we've built up in the off season is more just like ostensible and on paper. You know what I mean? Where you're kind of just like, well, we have better players. And like, that's kind of it. Cause we did a lot of losing last year. So. Yeah. I think that, I think this Pistons team on paper is better than that Suns team. That's what I mean. Right. Uh, but I will say in terms of momentum, I think the Cade factor, I think Cade comes in with a lot of quote unquote momentum aside from like him playing well at USA, but just time to prove like I'm sure he feels that like time to prove I'm him. Like I think he's just, or, I don't know momentum chip yeah. on the shoulder is what I'm looking there for. There you go. I don't know. Yeah, I like yeah. that. What's more likely? Jaden Ivory Ivory Jaden Ivy averages 20 points a game or Stu averages 36% from 3. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good one. Everyone's like James, shut up. <laughs> um what did Jaden average last year? Fourteen or seventeen? So this is this is what I did. Jaden averaged sixteen, so I bumped it four points. Stu averaged thirty-two, so I bumped it four percent. 
So Jaden averaged 16. Stu was 32 last year. I think Jaden is a year away from getting to 20. I think he's a year away. Yep. Um. So I'm going to go Stu at 36. Shocker, right? Everybody in their cars right now is like, oh, my God. They're perplexed that James Edwards III just said that Isaiah Stewart is more likely to hit 36% from three than Jaden Ivey scoring 20 points a game. Well, let's do the math. Let's do it. Yeah, let's bang this out. Kate will be back. Bogey will be back. Uh-huh. Monty Morris is a scorer. We got to unlike... figure this out. Is it Monte or Monte? Because I swear to God it's Monte. Monte Morris. Okay. Did I say Monte Morris? Yeah. Oh, Monte Morris. Uh, is a scorer. Asar will like. It's just. I think it's going to be easier. Stu doesn't need more threes to shoot thirty six percent. Ivy needs the ball more to get twenty more points, or to to average four more points. That last thing you said is a great way to phrase it. Because what I was going to ask you is, you look at Stu's first two years in the league, and it feels like Basketball Reference lies to you because he didn't even average a full attempt per game. But it's like mm-hmm. if you just go off that, if you were watching those games, like he took threes, like he really did toward the end of each year. Yeah, right. But he was averaging thirty-two percent, and then you go to his third year. And his volume skyrockets, and he's averaging four attempts a game on 32%. And it, you kind of look at it, and you're like, three years is kind of a, a pretty fair sample size, and you've consistently averaged 32, even with a little bit more volume. And it's like, is that just kind of who you are? I would argue, my argument for that would be the sample size in the first two were small. I get what you're saying. We're, like, we're talking like less than 50 in a whole season, right? Uh, for his first two years. Was it that few? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he averaged less than one a game. Yeah, so it, sure. Yeah. I, and I keep saying this, and it like makes no sense to some people, I'm sure. The only reason he wasn't flirting with 36 this year is because he had the one month where he shot 11% from three. Like, that's just – and it was after the shoulder injury, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying he would have shot 36, but I think there's more likely he's at 34, 35 if he only shot, let's say – a bad 30% in that month or a bad 26% in that month instead of 11%, right? Like, I'm not saying, like, he should be shooting 38. I'm saying even if he got to double the 11 or, like, 26, 27 in that one month, we're looking at it differently. Let's move to the next one. I've tweaked it a little bit, so these last two aren't going to be so much of what's more likely. They're going to be – I've tweaked them a little bit. What happens first this season – Asar Thompson records a triple-double, or the Pistons make a mid-season trade. Does mid-season, you mean like the re- they played their first regular season game? Yeah. Yeah. So any time after that? Between the first game and the last, well, and the trade deadline, yes. <laughs> You're chewing on this I, one. I, I think he'll struggle to get the assist, so I'm going to go with the trade. See, that's it, right? That's what I was thinking is, you know, when when you watch him in summer league, it's like he can fill up the box score real quick. Like out of nowhere, you're like, where did these six points and three rebounds and, and two steals come from? What happened? We've been playing for two and a half minutes. I, I didn't even see him do any of this. And it's like 
he's not going to he's going to have to get the sort of, you know, the traditional triple double with points, rebounds, assists. You're 100% right. And so when I was doing this mental exercise, I was like does it happen on the second night of a back-to-back when Cade is like he's got something his shin is kind of bothering him. Maybe Ivy's got like a shoulder. Like people are out and it's going to be on that second night of a back-to-back it in could be. Charlotte. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Like I don't I'm not ruling it out. He will have a triple double this year. Yes, man, that's what I I'm just saying. I don't know when it'll be. Yeah. It's it's going to happen. And then the question is like if they I think if the Bogdanovich trade happens next month or something, then the Asar thing for sure cuz after that I don't even know if we do anything the entire year. You know, obviously maybe at the deadline or something, but that remains to be seen. As presently constructed, it's like the to-do list is like Bogdanovich and that's it if you even want to do that. So if that happens before the season, then definitely Asar. But if it doesn't happen before the season, then I I sneaky might pick the trade. But I I believe I think people are drinking the Asar Kool-Aid so heavily and I love it cuz I'm on board with all of it. I think he's going to get three in his rookie year. Okay. Call your shot. I like it. Let's we'll, move do a, on. We'll, do a, we'll do a prediction spot at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Final one. More likely to win the third string point guard spot in the depth chart. Killing Hayes or Marcus Sasser? Well, so that's a tricky question. That's a trick question. Because I think they would... I think it's Cade, Monty, Ivy. Mm. Right. Are we sure? Yeah, I think I could see that. I, I don't think they're just going to abandon Ivy at point. Yeah, the Monte Morris thing's weird because, like, he's been starting for a few years. And, like, are we sure? he's? I mean, of course he's going to be fine with, you know, maybe taking a backseat a little bit. But he's going to oh, get yeah. minutes. Yeah, he's going to play. Yeah. And Ivy's going to play. And I would guess Morris splits time with Cade and with Ivy because they both do have turnover issues and that'll help. Uh, well, even I'm, then, I'm thinking about this in real time. Sorry to cut you off. We talk on the show, people ask, like, what do we know about Monty Williams? Like, what can we expect from him? He liked Ricky Rubio a lot. He likes veteran point guards a lot. Is that a little bit more like reason to think that Monte Morris is going to play like sneaky a lot I can tell you this he's excited to have Monte Morris like that's a thing um I'm gonna go Sasser whoa you're saying it like it's like a like I just said that Michael Jordan's getting benched I had a different one and I just I I I really wanted to get Isaiah Livers in the mix on one of these and the one that I came up with was, like, who hits four threes in a game first this year, Sasser or Liv? And it just didn't seem fair because I was like, obviously Isaiah Livers. Right? I think him and Cade would be a fun, one. A fun one. That was also what it was, but I already did a Cade one, and I was like, I don't want, I want to be fair here and give everybody a shot. And I tried to do one with Bagley and Wiseman, and then I realized I didn't care. <laughs> Come on. All right, can I read you? Th- you said you're done? Yeah, go ahead. All right, can we go through my piece today? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so I have the rankings. Again, this is ranking the Pistons' best assets, trade chips, going into this season. I have categories. The untouchables, potential all-stars, good pieces to have, more to prove, but the foundation is there. Okay? Okay. 
Have you read the piece yet? I haven't. I have not. Okay. So who do you who do you think is in the untouchables category? If it's if there's more than one person, I'm gonna dispute it. It should only there's be not. Cade. It is. It is okay. only Cade. Okay. Potential All Star players. Okay. Um, so this is two, three, and four. So there's three of them. That's my hint. Yep. Okay. Potential All Stars: Ivy, Asar. You gotta do the order, you, or do do what order you think you I would have them in. I am. Okay. Ivy, Asar, and then you put Stu. <laughs> That's. Are you being funny? Well, you did though, right? He's at. He's in there. No, he's not in the potential All Stars. I'm not a. Jalen Duran, man. Oh, Jalen Duran. I, I, here's the thing. This, this is a real thing. We have so many guys that I like. I, I always forget one, and usually it's Jaden Ivy, but this time it was Jalen Duran. So I have, De- I have Ivy at two, Duran at three, Asar at four. Yeah. The reason Duran would be almost untouchables for me, the, and the reason I didn't have him in the untouchables as of right now, it could always change. As of right now, right now he's just pegged as a potentially elite rim running rim protecting big he's got to defensively he's got to get there right so that's the big thing like his ceiling's going to be determined by how he where he gets defensively but even then to be in the untouchable as a center you have to have ball skills right or being able to create for yourself or be able to space the floor and he just doesn't have that yet so if that comes which is very possible um, or if he becomes an el- the elite defender he's capable of becoming, I think you can move him up to the untouchables. Uh, so that's that. And then now we have good pieces to have category. So these are guys other teams in the league want, Pistons want, like the if Cade, Ivy, Durant, Asar, the foundation, these are your bricks. Like these are your bricks that you're, you're building – off them, all right? Mm-hmm. So there's this is five, six, seven, and eight. Four players in this category. So players that we can... Okay, so we're going to be looking at... This is where Stu is. Yes. He's number six. There's one ahead of him. There's one ahead of Stu. Oh, the male's here, which means the dog is about to start barking. Let me go, let me go weather this really quick, James. If you want to riff about something, I apologize. Happy 50th birthday to hip-hop. I saw that there was a big show, which looked fun. Uh, I went to the Detroit, had a ribs and R&B festival on Sunday. I went to that last night. That was fun. Um, You're back. All right, so who's number five? Okay, so it's Isaiah Stewart, Marcus Sasser. No. Whoa, okay, Isaiah Livers. Good pieces to have. So think about it. This is based on also like a trade perspective. Oh, so oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's like the crux of this is if the Pistons were going to make a move, these are kind of the tiers these guys are. Gotcha. In. Okay. Good pieces to have. You have to factor in. The reason this guy's above Isaiah is because his contract is shorter XYZ. He's also a proven player. So this is Bogdanovich then? Yes. Okay. Then Isaiah at six. Now who do you think is seven and eight? Burks has got to be seven. Yes. And then eight is either Bagley or Wiseman. No. Really? You don't think Monte, so? Monty Morris. You think so? If you're a team at the trade deadline 
Yeah. Likely to make the playoffs. Would yeah. you rather have Monte Morris on an expiring, Bagley on two more on a year and a half left, or Wiseman to help you get to the push? Do you need a backup five or do you need a point guard? If you need a backup five, right? Would you, I think you'd agree that most teams would take sure. The, I'm being difficult. The top right. thirty point, the sure. top thirty point guard in the NBA. Sure, hundred percent expiring contract. So to- yes, he's there. So now more to prove, but the foundation is there. These are nine and ten. These are the last two spots. No, but so, and we'll, we can talk about who got left off. You said it was something to prove. More to prove. More, to but prove. the foundation is there. This is where Isaiah Livers is. Yes, he's number nine. Number nine. Three and D wing. You, every team needs those. He's just got to stay healthy. And my big question for Livers, and I've been writing this lately when I talk about him, we need to find out soon if he's a good shooter or a great shooter. That'll determine how long he's in the league, right? If he's a, if he's hovering around 35 on just like three or four attempts a game, he's got to be an all-world defender. If he's shooting 38, 39, 40 from three and a solid defender – he's going to be in an NBA rotation for a long time. Is it insane to say that it's more important for Isaiah Livers to be a great shooter than it is for Cade? Because I don't think it is. Uh, for the Pistons, no. For their careers, yes. Uh, I don't know. I'm talking no. about for the Pistons. For the Pistons. No. They need Cade to be good at everything. My thing, though, is like if I'm Isaiah Livers, it's like I'm the guy who shoots threes. This is what I do. If I'm Cade, it's like I can be an okay three-point shooter, but I can also score at three levels, and I can pass, and I can defend. Yeah, I mean, if Cade's an okay three-point shooter and he does everything else well, you're still fine. Right, but, I mean, my thing with what you're saying is if Livers isn't going to shoot at that elite level, they can find somebody else relatively cheap who can. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But again, Last, I believe in liver. I believe in, as you know, I believe in livers and think he's going to be a good player. So, I know. Is, are you going to guess number ten? That's what I was about to do. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Last I don't. One. I, I think you. I think Killian's off the list. I don't think he's here. I think you put Wiseman here. Is that your final answer? Yes. No, Marcus Sasser is number ten. He's a rookie. Yeah, more to prove, but the foundation is there. He's a. He hasn't played a game. What do you mean he has more to prove? He hasn't proved anything. Yeah, I would say more to prove. James Wiseman has, you know what I mean? But is the foundation there for Wiseman? Yes. I think that's what I think. I'd argue that that's what they're trying to figure out now what the foundation is. I think Marcus Sasser, at the very least. All right. You have to think about it again. From no, explain opposing, it to me. I'm asking. I'm, explain it to me. No, no, no. Uh, Think about it from you're an opposing team. Say there's a, say there's a um, expansion draft. Are you going to take Marcus Sasser or James Wiseman based James. on? You're going to take Wiseman? Probably. Mm, well, it, it's contingent on so many things, but for the sake of not being difficult, uh, I would. Well, you're going to have to pay Wiseman a year from now. True. Sasser is on a rookie deal. He can defend at a high level. He can score. Yeah, he moves quick. You're right. If you, I'm just saying, if you were an opposing team, like listen, if Wiseman was making four million a year, five million a year, and you don't have to pay him, and if he was on a three for fifteen, he'd be on this list. But he's making twelve million this year, and is a restricted free agent next year. Yeah, I mean the expansion draft thing is like that argument does make your point right. 
but that's not what he doesn't that's not about having more to prove that's like a hey in the in the expansion draft we can actually only that's something that people don't realize about the expansion draft is you can only draft so much money like so it actually doesn't make sense to take like it would not make sense to take James Wiseman you're 100% right about that but like if i'm the pistons i'm not expecting i'm not going into this season like ooh what is like there are, uh, there are more eyes on James Wiseman looking at can he still be the former number two pick versus Marcus Sasser, who was like the 25th. You know what I mean? Like, it's just different. Yeah. I agree that there's more eyes on him because he was the number two pick, but that's not the conversation. The conversation is which player is more valuable to another team. Yeah. I just think if you put Wiseman there, that the, 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 if he proves what we need him to prove, there's more value. I think you're getting hung up on prove. And it's like, yeah, Marcus Sasser hasn't proved anything, which means he has more to prove. I would say that the guy who's been in the G League as the number two pick for three years. I agree that that person <laughs> has even more to prove, but that doesn't mean that he's still valuable. I'm so excited to listen. I'm going I'm going to go out of my way to listen back to this part to see where our wires are getting crossed and if I'm you're, wrong. You're getting hung up on prove. I agree. James <laughs> Wiseman has more to prove than Marcus Sasser. But as an asset, Marcus Sasser is inherently more valuable is what you are saying. And I'm not saying inherently more valuable. I'm just saying if I was picking through the Pistons roster, it's like would I want Marcus Sasser on a rookie deal, a guy right. who can shoot and defend? Or when I do I also want to take a gamble on Wiseman, who I would have to pay next year? James, what do you say we take a quick break and we wrap up the show? Once Before we do. Whoa. Calling an no, just before just before we do, there's no Bagley, Wiseman, Killian. Would you have had either three on these lists in a top ten list? You know, clearly there was some dispute. I love peak off season potting that every single spot on the thing. I was like, perfect, 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 and then we got to number ten, like the least consequential spot, and I was like, no way, bro, this is wrong. I mean, <laughs> I was a little offended that you put that you said that I put Stu as no, a that was I was that was actually me being dumb and just genuinely forgetting about Jalen Dern. So okay. that was that was my bad. And you had that right. No, but you're right though, uh, to leave the the former three off. But there's definitely a case for Bagley. Like there is if if he can, you know, be a, a quality, you know, seventh man, like I think he would that's be on there. the list if it weren't for his contract. Yeah, but his contract even now when we look back on it, like is it that bad? No, it's not that bad, but nobody's like trading for it's fine if you're like trying to make a trade with multiple players. Twelve yeah. million helps you get there. I don't know how many people are saying we want to go get Marvin at twelve million a year. Yeah, because if anything, like they're not going to give up a veteran making that much money. And if it's just another version of Bagley making that same money, Spider Man pointing meme, like who really wants to do that? Right. And now, if I do this when I do this list next summer, and ba if Bagley's still on the team, maybe he's on there because he's played well and he's an expiring that's a different conversation but at this point in time he has two years left on that yeah so but you I, have no qualm with Killian not being on here no because I think you're right and I think it's over and I think it's fine and I've embraced it I've also one of so the why aren't you riding for him as hard as you just rode for Wiseman same situation ton to prove both expiring contracts because I've experienced the Wiseman thing for two and a half years less time and I still, my eyes and my brain don't know yet. Whereas with Killian, I've seen the same thing for three years. Outside of a few stretches where it was like, oh, is this, is it going to happen? And then it, when it doesn't, you're just kind of like, oh, you know. So like, yeah, you know, in five years, we're always going to look back and be like, man, he really was my favorite player. 
But now, you know, in real time while it's happening and we're reaching the end of that bridge, I'm kind of like, let's just get there. You know, that light at the end of the tunnel has been it's been there for a while and I kind of just want to get there. All right, let's take a break. One more little uh, what's more likely that I was going to add that I, I balked on at the last minute. Who's more likely to be on the roster next year? Bogdanovich or Alec Burks? In 20, a year from now, who's likely to still be on the roster? Ooh. So the, my, my biggest hang-up with this is I think right now, from the last we've seen, obviously, Bogey still has a lot to give. Uh, and he has a contract that is only partially guaranteed they can let him go for $3 million or keep him. Burks is straight up. Um, is straight up. Uh, unrestricted free agent. I'm sneakily gonna. I'm gonna go Burks only because I think that eventually they want to usher Asar into the starting where Bogey is. That's smart. I like that. Also, and probably not, what I would prefer. Yeah, I think you can. I think Burks is like fine and accepting of his role off the bench as a bench scorer, and you need guys like that. So if you can keep him, they would. So that is going to put a bow on the Pistons stuff for today. I, we got to talk about this because I was elated that you were like, no, 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 let's talk about this on the pod. You green lit it, which doesn't happen a ton. I usually just kind of go rogue and bring something up, but I actually got your blessing on this. You said that you have a take on the plain woman finally really speaking out and releasing a video. For those who don't know, the woman who like got, got kicked off a plane or like ran off of a plane like a month ago talking about how the person sitting next to her was not real uh, in a since viral video. She's finally spoken out. James, you say you have a take. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Why, why, why did I scroll my timeline and see an apology video from the plain woman? Like why, why does not only does she, not only <laughs> do I have questions about her needing to issue an apology? She's just a random woman. And if you, I guess if maybe you wanted to apologize to people on the plane, you, that was your way of doing it in, in mass, sure. Also, like, why are people retweeting the apology from the crazy plane lady? Like, if that's the case, we need to get, we need apologies from, like, every viral, normal human being ever that did anybody's dumb. Like, I don't understand why we, who cares enough to have a apology from the plane lady. If that's the world we're living in, I'm afraid. <laughs> I love this take, and I'm so here with you. Because I get to the end of that two-minute video, and I'm like, talk about the motherfucker that wasn't real. I, that's what I want to hear about right now. Right. I I, and, yeah, secondly, it's like you didn't tell us what was going on with you that made you think that. Like, why – you have to tell us why you did what you did. If you're going to do that, apology, tell us why you did what you did. I, but on top of that, I don't really care. I don't I not really care. I don't care. I don't need an apology from the plane lady. Like, if we're, yeah, like if we're going to do this for every single viral person that does something dumb, that's not like, of course, illegal or racist or whatever. This was just dumb. I don't need an apology from her. She's I don't talking, know. I don't even know her name. 
she's apologizing for like her conduct and like her use of profanity and i'm like yeah 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 but like get you know but like what happened and then it's like over and she's like yeah being a meme sucks and i was like tell me about it lady but like it's not what anybody wanted respectfully with all due res- it's not what anybody was thinking that video was going to be nobody if you wanted anything from the plain lady go, like go outside like i don't know what else to say i don't i didn't need an apology from the plain lady i didn't need an apology but like get her on like rogan sure that's fine that's different okay yeah i don't need an issue yeah that's fine because that's entertainment whatever that's that's fine you can choose to i don't need a yeah i didn't need an apology from the plain lady uh what's her name i don't remember but she does say her name in the video yeah that's wild this is this world is wild. I think one of my all-time favorite like dudes who like got famous just because of a meme was uh, the Bagel Boss. Remember him? That vaguely the dude who was like five six and like got mad at a guy in a bagel shop, and he's like, "You're not my father, you or oh my god!" and was like yelling at a guy because he was like oh, making yeah, fun yeah. of him because he was short, and then he like ended up being like a. I don't remember if he was like an incel or like he was just into some weird stuff. I don't remember what it was. That guy stinks, though. Yeah, the I video was funny. That. I vaguely remember it. Uh, yeah, man. It's it's wild. You got a take on this Lil Tay situation? So I'd never heard of Lil Tay. <laughs> and for those who don't, I guess we should. you might be able to explain it better than me. She is a... Young female, I think what half eight Asian, half white rapper or full kind Asian of, from I don't, America. I don't know what her ethnicity is. She's 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 I Asian. She's I believe she's Asian. I, I think her father might be white or mother Asian. And she, apparently, there was an Instagram post that said her and her brother died, and then there was a she came out on a different Instagram and said they're alive. Uh, so I, I, I'm like, I lost words. I never heard of her until this happened. Oh, wow. Never of my, I'm, why, when would she, I She was on the, time? um, she was, she was hot in the streets around the time that Bad Baby was. And like, all it was, was like, she was just posting a bunch of videos on Instagram in like the Supreme era. You know, wearing like a bunch of Supreme, a bunch of Bape, a bunch of like Louis and stuff, and like well, the flexing. Supreme era is still here, but it's yeah. not. It's not. Let's. It's not. As somebody who goes to a lot of sneaker shops across the country, there are a lot of Supreme stuff. It exists. It still exists in the paradigm, but it's not the way it was ten years ago. Okay, that's fair. You could try to get a box logo shirt hoodie ten years ago. Good luck. That's fair. Um. Okay, so yeah, I never heard of her, never listened to her music, didn't care because I get I, I get like offended with stuff like that. I just have an issue. Oh, you're rolling your eyes. Now let's get into no, it. No, 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 no. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. No, you rolled your eyes. If I did, it was completely inadvertent, and I did not mean to. I get offended because, as somebody who grew up loving rap music and music in general, just the, the the ease in which people can become famous and one the ease in which people can just like start rapping all you have to have is a laptop and a microphone but the ease in which people get famous from rapping that aren't good is just ridiculous so obviously she's a 
viral, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what the term is. It's just I, I'm, I'm, I'll say this. I'm glad she's alive. You don't I want thought, anybody to die. Other than that, I don't give a shit about Lil Tay. I mean, the thing you said about rapping, it's kind of the same thing with podcasting. No, anybody can. hundred percent. Yeah. Which I yeah, get. Not, not everybody should have a podcast. No, I've always been in that camp. And I always feel guilty saying that as somebody who has a podcast. But I also would like to just throw out there that, you know, what's not fun. People always are like, like, oh, YouTuber, you do podcasts like you have such a hard life. Try meeting someone. And they're like, what do you do? And you have to tell them that you're a YouTuber and a podcaster. Do you know how embarrassing that is? The look that you get every single time when they're like, oh, that's really cute. And you have well, to be like, probably telling that to like 40 or 50 year olds. And you have to be like, no, 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 no. Like it's actually, it's a real thing. Like I, I was at a, like a bridal shower a couple of weeks ago in Michigan. And this guy was like, he was wearing a Pistons hat, which by the way, I do still get offended sometimes when I see somebody with a Pistons hat and they aren't immediately like, I love the podcast. But this guy was wearing a Pistons hat, and he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, we're chopping it up. And he's like, what do you do? And I was like, I do, like, basketball stuff, and, like, I have a podcast, and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, do you get paid for it? And I was like, yeah. He's like, whoa! And it, like, totally changed his tune. So there needs to be, like, a – I think Rosillo said this a couple of weeks ago. There needs to be, like, an oral blue check that comes with I'm a podcaster. <laughs> Like, uh, like I'm not just a guy who like downloaded Anchor FM, which I've been that guy before. Like, you know, we're uh, with a big boy company. Yeah. Um. Do I want to say this? Do it. I can bleep so, it out. That'd be funny if if I need to. So in my. Uh. All right. Um, about to say something my crazy. Only, no, my only issue with like quote unquote podcasters or content creators of teams is and when I say of teams not like the teams content creators like people like for you all right here let me use you as an example because it would make it because I won't offend you yeah throw me under the bus I like it let's do it so for example say you were still doing your post-game reaction pistons videos right Mm -hmm. and the team and the team has it's 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 March and the team only has 17 wins if you get on one of your post-game reaction videos and bitch about, like, this team is it, – it's just so hard to get on here and do this every day. Like, this team stinks. They give me nothing. It's like, fam, you're – what you do – and I'm not taking away what you do. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying more often than not, you, your goal after each game is just to do two minutes talking to a phone. I don't – as somebody who has to – be around them when they're losing that much. <laughs> Write stories on them when they're do when they're losing that much. Talk to them. Ask them questions talk immediately to, after losing by forty. Th- talk to them while they're like in the flesh, inches away from them. I just don't really want to hear anybody who just their job is to react to the game after a phone bitch about the struggles that they have. Right. So that's my only beef. It's a. It's. I don't think it's. And a I'm not bad. trying to offend. I'm not trying to offend anybody. Like I don't. I don't mean it in a disrespectful way. Like there are people who do that job very well. Like you. you like yourself did. That was very entertaining. I just don't want to hear you bitch about having to make a two minute video after the Pistons lost their 80th game of the season when I'm sitting there asking player X who's pissed off a question and trying to write a. You know what I mean? It's just. Yeah. That annoys me a little bit. I don't think for me it was ever because so, I've definitely been there, but it's never so much about the fact that I have to make the video. It's more about the fact that like why do I let myself spend my free time 
still at this point, you know, because it, it does stink when you get into that March period and the team is horrible and you're like, I could easily not watch all these games and I'll know exactly what happened because by then you have the team figured out and you know why you're losing, you know why you're winning, stuff like that. And so it's more just like the mental, like, why do I keep doing this? Especially when you're just some guy on the internet who's not making money doing it. You know what I mean? You're just doing it in an attempt to try to get recognized enough that right. somebody will hire you, which is a, is a, you know, it is a thing that you can still do. It's a lot harder to do now than it was like even, even, even five years ago, you know, the mm -hmm. landscape has, has changed so much and it's been, it's been so uh, saturated that, you know, like we said, you know, people realize anybody with an internet connection and a, and a camera, an iPhone camera, microphone, like anybody can do it. And I, that's, it speaks volumes because like you, it's so much easier now to get a little shotgun mic for your iPhone, like a little, like a, you know, adapter for like a, a microphone for your, your iPhone and so many different rigs, like for, you know, like going around and doing a bunch of logging content and stuff, because that's what the landscape is now, uh, for like Gen Z, um, is this like hyper accessible, um, ability to make content and it's good. It's good. Cause it, you know, it gets people, you know, extra creative and a lot of the times out of the house. Um, my Wait, thing is people, people get out of the house when they do like the, what, what do you mean out of the house? Oh, I'm like when I, they're I, just creating content. In general? Yeah. I'm talking more of oh, a okay. broader sense yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But then you, sometimes you have people like me and I left the house the other day. And as soon as I stepped outside and could like feel the sun, I'm about to admit something that we're deep enough into the pod that you, I was going to say early Nick reminded me of, uh, Nick Swartz in, in bench warmers, bro. Yeah. Like there are times when I'll leave the house and be like, I haven't left the house in three days. What? Like, and it doesn't even hit me until I physically feel the sun yeah. and I'm like, what's going on out here. But, uh, I did get out. I, we were drinking, uh, drinking some beers on the river the other night. That was real fun. That's cute. It's always nice in the summer when you like actually get out and you're like, I forgot that I live in the best city in, America. Sorry, the second best city in America. Yeah, behind Flint. Right. That's actually no no. That's actually what I was gonna say because I figured you'd appreciate it. You got anything else to wrap us up here? Uh, nope. Uh, everybody that participated in the 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 raffle for the cards is it looks like everybody got their cards. So awesome! I'm glad they got there in time. What oh, is you this? Don't know about this what is this? All right, let me make this quick because I do have to go. I. Last weekend or two weekends ago, I just went and bought a box of basketball cards just because I hadn't bought cards in forever, just like a couple boxes. Did you end up live streaming it like you said you might? Yeah, I did. I got on Twitter. and Nice. Yeah, people, three people. I sent cards to three people. So hopefully, I know the guy who won the Cade rookie slash all the other Pistons cards I got, he got his. He sent me a tweet. Hopefully, everybody else got theirs. Um, before we go, remember, if you want to join the Fantasy Football League, Email us ASAP. I will respond ASAP with the Cash App and Venmo. $50 per person. Uh, we'll do two two leagues. So the first 20 people to sign up, get in. Bun and Cardigan at gmail.com. The and is A-N-D. Everything's spelled out phonetically, as Nick likes to say. I will get back to you ASAP with everything. So, yeah, church. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars. Leave a review. Subscribe if you're feeling generous. Haven't gotten any reviews lately. Hmm. Hmm. 
you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. We will catch you guys in the next one.